another low energy podcast, everyone. <laughs> um, extra low energy today. Extra low energy. Yeah, damn. We just had a listening party, basically, to uh, America's favorite professional victim, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Her new album. Uh, is it just called Midnights? Yeah, Midnights. Coming out tomorrow. Uh, we got our hands on the leaked, leaked album. Thank you, Twitter faggots. This is the earliest I think we've ever podcast. For this is also the first sober episode, you guys. <laughs> sober. I mean, speak for yourself. I'm I'm drunk on this pumpkin cream cold brew mm. from Starbucks. Yeah, Derek and I met in Starbucks this morning. Accidentally, we just like bumped into each other. It was beautiful. Um, real meeting, <laughs> real meeting of the minds in there. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I was listening to like the first half of the album on my walk over here, and I was like, you know what? I really need to get into the autumnal swifty headspace. headspace. <laughs> so this is my first pumpkin spice anything all season. Whoa! What are your thoughts? It's good. Yeah, worth. Worth the extra calories, maybe. Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yeah, this will be our our Swifty review episode, I guess. Yes. Our midnight's review episode. Um. So everybody, buckle in. Yeah. Get ready. If you're a straight man, turn this one off, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> so Diego, what was your um overall like? What do you think the themes of this? album masterworker um i don't know she sounds kind of like a reputation like b-side sort of like she's like i'm so bad i'm bad girl now like <laughs> she's like i'm a sad bad girl i'm a sad bad girl i'm singing about doing lines of cocaine and i was like okay yeah well speaking of cocaine we thought that snow on the beach with lana del rey was such an obvious like okay they're a they're obviously going to be singing about cocaine on the beach. Subtext, babe. Subtext. <laughs> but I didn't get I didn't get that at all. Um, it sounds like a song that would be in like a Disney Pixar movie, kind of. I know, and saying it features Lana Del Rey is generous because <laughs> I swear that woman said like two words. She made her like little kind of like whale noises in the back as like backing vocals, and then she dipped out. Well, I'll yeah, I don't know. It was. That song was a letdown. Um, she was. It was weird that she didn't get a single feature on it. I listened to it for the first time a couple nights ago when it leaked because Lana's car got broken into. I guess her probably secondhand like Chevy Cruze or something. Um, Not a Chevy Cruze. She probably drives a truck or something. Yeah. Um, so her car got broken into, and somebody stole her like camcorders and her laptop. So she had to like remotely wipe her laptop and she lost her like 200 page book no. that she was writing and oh, no. she also apparently lost her upcoming album. <gasps> yeah, that situation would have gone a lot differently if I was there. <laughs> you know what, I think, I think it was Lana's publicist who broke into her car and now this is just a really good cover to uh, scrap the album or make it seem like Lana was working really hard on something. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what I did with my book for the first year that I was writing it. I was You're like, like, I lost it. I was like, it was almost done. I was like, you guys, my laptop broke. I spilled ramen all over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my book is gone. <laughs> um, but I feel like she was saying on Instagram, she posted this like, little video about her talking about it and I guess this is the third time that it's happened but I think it's so on brand for her that of course the first song that leaks off Taylor Swift's album is Lana Del Rey's fault. 
yeah, her fault. Like, did they get into her laptop then? Yeah. Which yeah. I'm like, her oh. password is literally probably like Lana Del Rey123 or like Honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> honeymoon with like two N's. <laughs> yeah, truly. Darn. Well, hopefully she can get herself back on track. Yeah, that Lana's collab though. I was Lana the only feature on this uh, yeah, she's album the only, too. She's the only feature. It was produced by um, Jack Antonoff again, which literally like the girls discovered who Jack Antonoff was and snatched him out of Leah Michelle's not Leah Michelle <laughs> out of um, fucking Lena Dunham's cold dead hands, and then they've never looked back. Damn. Well, he yeah, he has a good like repertoire of artists that he works with, and he makes the same music for all of them. It seems. Um, yeah, every maybe every song on this album like it was giving like a little bit of pop, but kind of like in a depressive way too. Like I thought Lana could have sung like basically any of these songs, and they could have been her. You know, it's just yeah. it just happens to be Taylor Swift singing them. Yeah, Taylor Swift has kind of gotten into this, like, songwriting headspace where she just, like, doesn't really do, like, choruses anymore. She just kind of, like, sings, like, a narration audiobook with, like, a Jack Antonoff beat on top. Yeah, which are, like, poems or something. Which is diving a little too deep into the Lana territory for me. I'm like, Lana, I'm like, Lana get behind me. Like, <laughs> literally stay away from her, Taylor. One of... Okay, I guess this is the Lana Del Rey pod, pod too. Um, yeah. One thing that I've kind of always said about her is that, like, she just kind of be, like, saying shit yeah. in her songs. Like, it doesn't always even, like, make sense, but just because she's singing it, literally, I'm eating it right up. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, fucking slop on a platter. And that was kind of, like, this album, too. Like, she just kind of been saying shit. Mm-hmm. The lyricism was very corny on the Taylor Swift album. It was... There was a lot of lines where I was like, what are you talking about, girl? Like, this is weird. Really weird. Yeah, the one, like, corny song on this album, it's called Karma. I actually did kind of like it, but she... It's very poppy. It's very poppy. She, like, talks about cats and vibes and... She compares, like, karma to, like, she's like, karma's like my boyfriend. Karma's like like a cold breeze on the beach or something. And I was just like... You are obsessed with just, like, truly, like, the idea of, like, revenge and people are, like, getting what's coming to them and just being, like, a professional little victim and stuff. I'm like, you're never going to beat the vil- the victim allegations, Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, she's like, karma is a cat purring in my lap and, like, it's going to, like, scratch your eyes out or something. It was treading into this, like, corny territory. Like, I think Taylor Swift embodies kind of, like, the corny, like, girl, pop star, poet, like, um... Which is why she's also, like, so endearing to me in kind of, like, I don't know. I feel like I... harmless way? Sort of, yeah. Like, I started listening to Taylor Swift, like, quasi-ironically, because, like, I don't know. She's very good at making something that's so corny, lyric-wise, just sound so catchy. Yeah. Which is, like, it's just, like, really easy to kind of just, like, eat up. Yeah. Listening to the, um karma song i i wrote down i'm like uh this is giving yeah reputation like that whole like bisexual album that she put out or something um no (laughs) i don't i can't remember what it's called that like the pink and blue like annoying like queer eye lover her her gay album um we are never never getting back together shake it off look what you made me do like all of these songs are complete trash 
but they're like catchy and yeah, corny. They like fill that quota for me. Yeah, I saw some like industry insider before the Lana song with Taylor came out. They were like, it sounds like a mix of style by Taylor Swift and pretty when you cry by Lana Del Rey. And I didn't get that at all from that. Oh, from the whole album? No, like the one song, like the Lana song. Oh, it was not giving pretty when you cry. That's no. for sure. She wasn't even in there, which I think is funny that Lana is even like credited as like a feature on that because she fully could have like not been, but she just wanted that Taylor Swift money. She was like, <laughs> I want that Taylor Swift money, but low key, I don't want my voice on that shit at all. <laughs> she'll probably make like 10 grand or something from that song. Like she'll make good money. Oh yeah. Hopefully, hopefully more. Yeah. So she can get a fucking better, lock on her car. Better vehicle than a yeah. Chevy Cruze. Oh my God. Ugh, yeah. I'm feeling like depleted. Okay, I did, I did text my little sister, my Swifty little sister. Oh, yeah. And I just, like, sent her the, the file that you sent me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there. Like, what else is having a gay brother for? Like, here's the leaked Taylor Swift album. And she literally replied. She's like, no, it comes out tomorrow anyways. Like, why? I know, people are so narky about listening to leaks. And I'm just like... I'm like what are you trying to protect? Like, it's not... I'm, sh- I'm trying to protect my Spotify wrapped. I don't want that shit... <laughs> I don't want that shit infecting my, my statistics for my year-end Spotify wrapped. Yeah, the algorithm is tracking everything. Exactly. Um, but yeah, she's like, no, I'll be listening tomorrow. And I'm like, well... I know you'll be listening tomorrow. I'll be listening tomorrow too. <laughs> but I got to listen today as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she did tell me that Taylor Swift is allegedly going on tour next year. I heard, yeah, I think she is. Um, I I don't see her as much of a performer. I did watch her little reputation, like, stadium tour, kind of like Netflix special. I remember I was watching it a few years ago, like, I don't know, 2016 or something, when I went to Mexico, and I remember I was driving back in this giant van with, like, seven of my family members in the middle of the Mexican desert, and a car broke down, so literally someone had to go walk for two hours to a gas station to go get gas, and I just sat in the back of this, like, unair-conditioned, like, steaming, scorching-hot van watching the Taylor Swift Reputation, like, stadium <laughs> to a Netflix special. And it wasn't giving? I wasn't entertained. I I wasn't even entertained when I was delirious from having heat stroke when I was watching it. So I can't imagine what a Taylor Swift stadium tour would be like. When you just said that she doesn't strike you as a entertainer, that actually... I, like, gagged a little bit because I think she has put on, like, so many good performances. Not ones that I, like, go back to all the time on YouTube or anything, but, I don't know, her at the Victoria's Secret fashion show was pretty good. Um, yeah, back when she was, like, trying to look like a model. She literally did look like one of those girls. I know. And now she complains about it because she, like, gained 20 pounds. She's like, it's so hard for me. It was so hard for me being, like, the object of everyone's, like... Affection and desire. I'm like, wham, 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 wham. Literally, yeah, celebrities will, like, gain a little bit of weight and then be like, well, when I was thinner, I actually was really suffering from an eating disorder, so shame on you. I'm like, so am I, Taylor. You don't see me complaining about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, he got up. Celebrate these things. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta buck up. You gotta buck up. <laughs> yeah, that was just your like anorexic chapter. It's yeah, fine. exactly. And she's still she's still a cute girl. I wonder what work she's had done. My favorite pastime is psychoanalyzing Taylor Swift because she just seems like so mentally unwell. <laughs> well, yeah, and part of like this album too, at least like at the beginning. 
first few songs, I was like, okay, Lana Del Rey could be singing all of this, and I'd probably, well, like it a lot more, but, um... I was saying last night when I was listening to it, I was listening to it with uh, friends of the pod, Tommy and Claire, and as we were listening, I was like, these just sound like Lana B-sides that she, like, wouldn't release, and that would just like, end up leaked on YouTube or something. Yeah. The one track that really stood out to me on this album is, uh... Antihero, I hate the uh, name. I hate the name. Really? Kind of antihero. Cheering for the antihero. I don't know. Maybe Taylor Swift's like her own antihero or something. <laughs> like that's as close as she got to like any kind of like depression anthem. Yeah. On this album, and yeah, I literally burst out laughing because like the first like verse, I was like maybe because I was like thinking about recording too, and like you, I was like. I bet Diego relates to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. I was like, Taylor Swift, maybe she's like struggled with some uh, internal darkness. Oh, she you know? definitely has. Like, that woman does not seem well. No. And I don't know. She does a good job of like putting on a good face and, you know, like getting her uh, jobs done, maybe. But I could see like a little bit more through that song. Yeah. I just don't like anyone that has such, like, a picture-perfect, like, obviously fabricated, like, put-together kind of, like, media image. I'm like, you're probably, like, burning under there. That's why Lana, to me, is, like, so appealing and, like, probably the same reason she's so appealing to so many, like, vapid, insane gay guys is because she just seems, like... Tortured? Tortured, but she also just seems, like, kind of, like, a hot mess. Like, the fact that she goes up on Instagram live and is, like, my car got jacked and, like, all this music got leaked... I'm like, I'm just imagining the phone call she probably had to make to Taylor Swift that morning being like, hey, <laughs> my computer got stolen again. <laughs> and, and then like in the video, she's like, yeah, none of it was backed up in the, what's it called? The cloud? Yeah, none of it was backed up in the cloud. And I was like, you're so fucking crazy. How like, don't you save things like across multiple platforms? Like I swear all of I'm my like, have like, you ever heard of a Google Doc before Lana? <laughs> Google Doc, like, I swear I, like, can't even help but, like, save the same thing in, like, four different places, and then my storage is always used up, and, like, I know. Uh, Me, if, like, my hypothetical cargo broke into, it, be like, Derek, Derek, all our podcast episodes are gone. <laughs> <laughs> all, our, all our hot takes. All our hard work. Um, our but, genius. But I'm just like, I wonder what they even talked about, like... Because that photo was circulating, like, last year or something of, like, Jack Antonoff, Taylor Swift, and Lana Del Rey at some, like, dinner or something. And I was just like, I wonder what they even talked about. I don't know. I could kind of, I could see Lana just kind of being, like, the alpha. Because I feel like Taylor Swift definitely, I could see her kind of thinking that she's, like, the alpha in every situation. But, like, the second she starts hanging out with Lana Del Rey, I feel like Lana would just say, like, the most, like, off-kilter, out-of-nowhere, random, like, neurotic shit that Taylor would be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get, I get it. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. And she also put up that video on TikTok or something, and she was like, "Lana Del Rey, in my opinion, is the best living artist that we have right now. I am so lucky to be alive at the same time as her. Just wow. like totally standing her ass off." Taylor did that. Yeah, Taylor did that. Oh my god. And then she go turns around and doesn't even give her a fucking feature. I mean. Yeah, with with good reason. Like, how are you supposed to trust this girl? Her uh, her data is so uh, 
up for grabs. I know. This 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 song could have been the Don't Call Me Angel 2.0, like in terms of random as Lana Del Rey collabs. That, okay, Don't Call Me Angel actually was like such a weird thing for me, like for me personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like that song was just such a like clusterfuck of like different artists that like were are kind of happening and at the time like Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana all had albums, like, to come out. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they're, like, all gonna maybe have features on each other's albums. Oh, this is gonna be so slay, like, the Holy Trinity kind of thing. And literally none of that. I remember there was this, like, radio station interview that Lana was doing when, like, Norman Rockwell was doing, like, its press cycle or whatever. And um, she's, like, on, like, air or whatever. And they're like, how did that even happen? And she was like... Um, like Ariana just called me and was like, "Do you want to go to, get on the song with me and Miley?" And I was like, "Sure." And and she was like, "Oh, but can you style yourself?" <laughs> <laughs> that whole music video also was so funny. Lana literally looked like somebody's mom. Like I loved it. She looked like some kind of matriarch or something. And it looked her part like looked and kind of sounded like some like Dior like perfume commercial or something. I really liked her part in that song, but literally she looks like she wore like <laughs> some like random t shirt dress from like old navy and like she probably did. <laughs> <laughs> and like knee high boots and was like, Yeah, this'll work with these two pop stars. I know. Um, it's I just love the way she dresses herself. It's like Truly, it's, like, dressing intentionally mid just is so fun and just, like, so cool. Um, like, whenever she wears, like, any kind of, like, Shein shit, like, do you remember when she wore that, like, Shein dress to that award show, like, a year ago or something? And, like, everyone was up in arms about how it was, like, a travesty and someone like Lana shouldn't be supporting these kind of fast fashion brands. And I was, like, first of all, fast fashion is cool. <laughs> Second of all, she looked amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you are a person that only wears your articles of clothing, like, two times, then why not get the $5 tube top? Exactly. Um, but... As a treat. Yeah. I like how Taylor releases an entire body of work, and Lana's featured on it for probably 10 seconds. And we have more to say about Lana. And the podcast turns into a Lana Del Rey recap episode, which I don't think anybody's mad at. (laughs) No, I... This is like a Taylor Del Rey... (laughs) episode (laughs) yeah it's about time we had a little lana recap one well i always come ready for that okay what other what was what was your favorite what was your favorite yeah what was your favorite song i guess was it anti-hero from the taylor record um okay anti-hero is probably one that i'll like indulge as like one of the three or four that i'll probably download from this album yeah um which, like, is kind of the case with all of Taylor's albums. Like, only maybe three of them can ever, like, make it into my library. But I'm, like, she makes albums that are, like, easy enough to listen through, and maybe there's only, like, four good songs. I wanted to like this album so bad. I sent it to, um, friend of the pod, Dermot, last night. We were, like, chatting, and I sent him, like, the file. We were, like, listening to it, and he's like, oh, my God. We both were kind of, like, on the same page. We were, like, we... Both of us need this album to hit so bad, like, for our own mental well-being. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, I'm sure it'll grow on me and probably, like, in two weeks I'll be up on, up on the TL acting like a faggot, like, quoting the lyrics and stuff. But, like, initially, there's definitely, like, some filler on here. There's, like, three or four songs that I'm just like, okay, 
I was gonna say like half of the songs are just kind of like there. I like the first one was great. I was gonna say my thing, my fave is Lavender Haze, the first one, and I do like Snow on the Beach. I actually do like it. Yeah. It it just it's. I want Lana to do a like BBC like Radio One. <laughs> what's it called? Like oh, live lounge thing. Oh, like, they like and, cover other people's songs. Mm-hmm. Like when she uh when she sang Break Up with Your Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And she literally was holding her phone in front of her reading the lyrics because she, like, did not know the song. <laughs> what do I mean? Mada. Um, She's so, like, just, I love her. Yeah. She can truly do no wrong in my eyes. Lavender Haze was great. I was trying to, like, jot down a few notes in case, like, any of these songs were, like, hitting me really hard. So I was sitting in Starbucks listening to this, and I'm like, this is perfect. Um yeah. I wrote, Giving Pop, Selena Gomez, Ariana, Olivia Rodrigo are all mad. Um, because they didn't get their hands on a song like this. But, yeah, I don't know. By the time track one was, like, wrapping up, I'm like, okay, give me track two. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to enjoy this entire album. It was a really good, like, opening song. I'll give her that. Like, I was really hooked and enamored last night when I was listening to it, because I was, um, I was drunk. But the more I kind of, like, delved into it, the more I was like, okay. By the end, I was kind of like, womp womp. Yeah, I was just bored and disinterested. Um, and then I just went back and listened to, um, like, old Taylor albums that kind of struck more of a chord with me back in the day. What's your, do you, what's your favorite Taylor album? Um, I like 1989 a lot. That one's good. Like yeah. The white, well, like, the white one with, like, the Polaroid. Yeah, that one's yeah. good. I like Red. Red's Red's good. Red is probably my favorite album, like maybe as a complete work. But oh, what's that? What's that other one called? Like Speak Now. Like that mm. one had a. At the time, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Um, I don't, I wasn't that much of an OG Swifty. My first Taylor album was 1989, which is why it's probably my favorite. Yeah, I mean, going back and listening to like Fearless or something now is literally haunting <laughs> well it's like just passe yeah like i'm not gonna listen to 15 what am i like <laughs> i'm gonna cool. listen to 15 when i'm 50 like <laughs> yeah like that album worked better because i was like 14 mm-hmm. at the time but this this is not my favorite album of hers i didn't even listen to like reputation that was a really annoying era to witness i think um, yeah, like I said, I just reminds me of almost dying in the Mexican desert. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on, up on the up on Twitter is saying that Midnight's is like her best album, but I think it's just like the initial mania and like excitement of something new coming out. The album art itself, I think, is so like funny. It, she's like, I'm holding this like lighter for my crack pipe and I have like my hooker my hooker hoochie little eyeshadow and on and like red lip. I'm ready to play. Like I'm I'm here with my like dark indie music era and like I'm not taking no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. One of the only note that I took from okay, the last song on this album, Mastermind, she's like, no one wanted to play with me as a little kid. I've been thinking like a criminal ever since. I'm like <laughs> um so like i'm like okay it's a it's a song i guess um at least when lana has like her corny lyrics they're still like funny and i'm like 
the first time I hear them, I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. Like, what is it? Grenadine quarantine. I like to <laughs> it a lot. Like the first time I heard that lyric on Black Bathing Suit, I was like, I was like, oh. turn this up. Yeah, I was like, turn this shit up. This woman is a poet. But when I hear like Taylor Swift do like her like, no one wanted to play with me as a kid. Way I'm a criminal. I'm a war criminal now. I'm like, girl, shut up. Like, yeah, Taylor's trying to Taylor's trying to have her own like fucked my way up to the top moment and. Literally, girl, you're you're giving sexless. Yeah, like, no. I'm I'm like next. No, you and Jack got to go back to the writing room for this one. Like, <laughs> you've had like 25 high-profile boyfriends, and I can't be sure that you've like bagged any of them. Yeah, she does just like come across as so sexless to me, and like controlling and like naggy and demanding. What's her sign? I don't know. Should we look this up? Yeah, maybe. I mean. I was talking to a guy yesterday on Tinder, and he was really cute, and he kept asking me about astrology, and I kept being like, um... You're like, it's not cute to ask this many questions about astrology. Yeah, I was like... Especially to a Taurus, they don't, like, you don't want to talk about that. I know. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know anything about astrology, I'm so, like, out of the loop on this kind of thing, I'm like, it's not really my thing, and he was like, oh, it's so, like, a bit of a turn-off. I was like, you're <sighs> you're 26, okay? Like, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift is a Sag, mm. which I could see because she's very, like, animated and outgoing and social and yappy. <laughs> yeah. Sages like, are always yappy. I feel like Sages, like, they just kind of, like, bounce around a lot. Like, even just looking at, like, Taylor Swift's entire body of work, like, how there's been so many different, like, albums of different sounds and stuff, like... She's multifaceted. Um, I think it's so weird that she's, like, doing the whole, like, re-recording of her, like, versions and stuff. Like, Taylor's version. Like, I listened to Taylor's version of Red, and I had to turn it off. I was like, I don't want to listen to you, like, this old crone sing about being, like, 22 and, like, 16 again and, like, falling in love for the first time. I was like, I'm going to turn this off and go play, like, the original version, okay? Like... Yeah. I did like some of her, like, Taylor's version stuff, like... Oh god, there's that one that's like forever and always. It's like one of her oldest songs. It's about Joe Jonas and she does this like piano Taylor's version that like I don't know. That one it works. It works for me. Yeah, it does something to does something to your head. <laughs> <sighs> she, yeah, she just comes across as like so bitter and like spiteful and like revenge crazy every time she like puts out any song. I'm like, who are you singing this about? Like leave Kanye alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like low low-hanging fruit i know like he's been through so much like where alone where kanye can say um oh my god what's that one it's like i could still fuck taylor or something like fate that song famous oh i'm famous when he's like me and taylor still i made that bitch famous yeah Yeah, like then she has to like nag on about that for the next like 20 fucking years as if she didn't already get enough press off of Kanye's back. Oh, <laughs> like, like my god. <laughs> Just take the bone, Taylor. Take the win. <laughs> also, what's that um what's that music video where Kanye has all the like wax? That's the famous video. Oh, it is the yeah. famous. And Taylor Swift is literally a wax sculpture like naked in this big like Yeah, she's probably like, 20. She's probably like frothing at the mouth, like eye twitching with like seeing red, like just being so angry, like probably like texting her manager being like, how do we get this down? How do we get this down? Do you remember when um, she like had that whole drama? Like I think Kim was involved too because somebody recorded a phone conversation between them. Yeah, this is all because of the famous song. Yeah, I mean, 
Great song. Great song. Better than this entire album. Yeah. <laughs> God. Still working on this uh, watermelon chill crack, crate. This crack vape from, from last episode. Um, yeah, it's still kicking. Every time I hit it, my lungs will do a little twitch, but... Yeah, like your lungs do a little dance. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yep, doing, doing better than ever, you guys. Oh, okay. You didn't comment on this at all, but... um. Maybe unintentionally, I wore this, like, chain today. It's Vivian Westwood, and it's, like, a teddy bear with all these, like, rhinestones embossed on it. Kind of looks like something, like, a white rapper would wear. Yeah, it kind of is the <laughs> vibe I was, <laughs> I was giving on my walk over here. But it's from my, it's from my ex. Oh, and cute. I had this weird feeling that, like, if I wore it, then... You get in the Taylor, the Taylor Swifty mindset. Yeah, I'm like dressed for revenge. Yeah. <laughs> dressed to be vindictive and annoying. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know. I did kind of, or I do kind of feel like objects can like, they like hold on to a little piece of like, the, maybe the gifter's like energy or something. Like, I wore um this like dope t-shirt that the same guy had also given me and then I literally ran into him on the street like wearing this t-shirt. I was like, oops. Um Yeah. Oh my god, I hate when that happens. Like when some when, like you borrow something from a friend and then you see them on the street and like you're wearing it and you're like, Ugh. I know. There's um okay, friend of the pod Rob and she uh she's dating this guy that she like dated like two years ago or whatever, and then they had a break and then now he's back but she had lent me his like burberry wool jacket and so this jacket it's like a really good like dark forest green kind of thing and like a really nice shape so they broke up i didn't mention that i held on to it and then the other day i was wearing it and she's like oh like let's hang out let's hang out so i was like holy fuck i don't have an opportunity to change my jacket in case she's like now trying to take it back from me, but I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just wanted to say in a space with the mic that you will not be giving that jacket back. <laughs> no, and I actually said to her, I was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of nervous wearing this jacket like around you because I swear you're just gonna like take it off my back one day. And she was she was like. I would never do that to you. This jacket looks so good on you and, like, <laughs> looks way worse on him. Like, just kidding. But I did say he must enjoy being my friend now. So if he wants that to keep going, then thank you so much for this jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, what else? Do we want to talk about anything else on our Taylor Swift recap episode? Or I mean, no, I don't know. We're at 30 minutes. We could call it into a short one today. There's only so much content that you can squeeze out of a, an album like Midnight's, you guys. Well, maybe worth mentioning, um, because this sounded so much like Jack Antonoff, that like on my walk, I literally had to take a break from this album, and I listened through Norman fucking Rockwell, like at least most of the songs, and I was like, ah, like... I did that too last night. I turned Midnight's off and listened to Lana, because I was like... I just want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, you know? Like, I let's cut out the middleman. Let's get rid of Taylor Swift, and I'm just going to go back to Lana. Period. I'm well, also a little tired of Jack Antonoff producing everything. I'm glad that Lana kind of did her one album or two with him and then, like, moved back to using different producers, because there's something, like, sinister about Jack Antonoff to me. 
Is he gay? No, he was dating Lena Dunham for so long. Oh, that's what you meant. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's that's a little sinister. Yeah, I'm sure that's how him and Taylor met, because Lena Dunham was in Taylor's, like, girl squad or whatever back in the day. Bad blood. Bad blood back in the day. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Also, maybe worth mentioning. Um, okay, what's what's that album that Lord put out? The one with like Stoned at the Nail Salon and like. Um, oh, her summer one that I didn't listen to. I know. I didn't even really listen to it either. But a few of these songs, like Lord, if she got her hands on it, like probably would have sounded the same. But uh, I don't yeah, like, I don't like Lord anymore. She's kind of achieved, like, this kind of, like, grime status to me where I'm like, you're just, like, annoying now. Yeah, she won't ever... I'm like, you will never be Fiona Apple, Lord. You will never be Fiona Apple. As much as you want to, you will never... Well, yeah, she won't ever top, like, what Pure Heroine did either, Yeah. I liked Pure Heroine. I did like the second one a little less, but I still listened to it. And then the the other Lord one, I just didn't even... Couldn't, I listened to, like, the single and then i was like this sucks i know i can't even remember what the single is called i can remember that there was stoned at the nail salon and i've never even listened to that song yeah but that album i remember everyone was being so annoying about it up on twitter and instagram because it was right when summer was ending and everyone was trying to have their little like hot girl beach moment like hot girls at the beach like we're just so happy like we don't have beef with anybody and i was like this i'm not depressed anymore yeah i was like, like this album sucks and the culture around this album is even worse and i <sighs> fear that might be exactly what's going to happen with taylor's new album because it wasn't really giving wasn't really giving. i mean i don't know it gave enough it gave it gave as much as i like expect out of any taylor swift album like again Folklore, I don't even know if I've listened to half of those songs. I love or Folklore like, and Evermore. Like the, the double feature, I was like, Folklore is for the weekends and Evermore is for the weekdays. <laughs> Ever, Evermore was good too, but yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, we could call it. We'll just get this out for the girlies who want to listen to Taylor tomorrow. Yeah. Well, there you go, you guys. <laughs> Very short one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>